Physics of the Human Body. These are podcasts from the University of Utah's Department of Physics and Astronomy. This is Richard Ingebretson uh, from the University of Utah's Department of Physics and Astronomy, a faculty member there and also at the University of Utah School of Medicine. Today we're going to talk about electromagnetic radiation and how it affects our skin. Uh, we uh, kind of like the feeling of going outside and feeling the warmth of the sun. And uh, most people know that they should protect themselves from the sun also. Sun is actually essential for life. Uh, when the sun rays hit our skin, we create vitamin D and uh, uh, we get rid of depression and have good things happen to us. But we also know that uh, if you get too much sun, you can get sunburn. Uh, your uh, skin can age. And uh, you can also uh, get uh, skin cancers. So it's, I have to be careful with how much time we're in the sun and how, how long. Uh, and uh, all of us know that we need to cover up it sometimes. And when we're in the sun, we also know that we should put sunscreen on. And before I do anything else about sunscreens and electromagnetic radiation and how sunscreens work, I want to make sure everyone knows you should wear sunscreen. And you should apply it uh, at least every two hours. Uh, when you're out and uh, make sure that sunscreen is on, even if you're out in the sun for five minutes, you should wear sunscreens. Uh, there, are, That is not the only answer to prevent problems with the from the sun. You need to cover up and you need to wear hats, long sleeve shirts and go inside. And when it's uh, real sunny and make sure you're uh, doing a lot of things. But when you're in the sun and you're out walking or sunbathing or hiking, keep that sunscreen on. So, um, Let's do it. Let's talk about uh, sunscreens and uh, the electromagnetic uh, radiation. So um, <clears throat> I think the <clears throat> thing where you start is that um, uh, you know to put a sunscreen on your uh, skin, uh, but few people really know what it does or uh, what it, what's in it or how it works. There's a lot of myths and misunderstandings about sunscreen. Now, the truth be told, most medical professionals and people in the science world uh, really don't uh, know much about that compound either. Uh, but it all begins with electromagnetic radiation, which is that, that uh, electro waves and magnetic waves that are coupled together that travel through space. This is this like visible light. Um, uh, at one end of the spectrum, very broad wavelengths are our radio waves. <clears throat> They're not very energetic. And the other end of the spectrum are gamma rays, very short wavelengths. And these are very, very uh, energetic. And there's everything in between microwaves, infrared, uh, visible light, uh, really don't uh, bother us very much. We don't worry about the damage that they can do to our skin. Uh, X-rays and gamma rays are, are filtered out through the atmosphere. So they, we don't normally worry about those. But ultra, some of the ultraviolet light is a problem. And uh, so that's kind of what we uh, focus our discussion on when we talk about electromagnetic radiation in our skin is we don't worry about the visible light, the infrared or the uh, radio waves, microwaves, <clears throat> nor do we worry about X-rays or gamma rays. We really focus on ultraviolet. Um, so the smaller the wavelengths are very dangerous. And uh, ultraviolet is are, are short wavelengths, but they're not the most dangerous. But uh, they do have a lot of energy to them. And so you have to be very, very careful. Uh, when you talk about ultraviolet radiation, we often talk about UVA, UVB, and UVC light. Uh, UVA radiation <clears throat> has the longest wavelengths, which means it is the lowest energy. This is followed by UVB and UVC rays, which have the shortest wavelengths, 
therefore the highest energy. UVC wavelength would, uh, UVC uh, uh, ultraviolet would be very damaging, but it is pretty much stopped by the atmosphere. By the time it goes through the troposphere down to the stratosphere, I mean, uh, through the thermosphere down to the stratosphere, uh, it is pretty well gone. Um, uh, all UVC is absorbed by the uh, atmosphere and the ozone layers. Most, well, I'd say some of the UVB rays are absorbed by the Earth's ozone layers. Uh, UVA goes all the way through and penetrates and gets to our skin, along with a lot of UVB uh, as well. <clears throat> so uh, sunburn uh, is something that most of us have uh, had happen to us. It is a sign of short-term uh, overexposure. Premature aging and skin cancers are side effects of prolonged ultraviolet exposure. And we don't often think about skin cancer because uh, we're out in the sun a lot and it doesn't happen instantly, whereas sunburn does. So by far the biggest two problems from ultraviolet radiation are sunburn and skin cancer. We always, always, always need to protect our skin when we're out, including covering up. You've got to remember that covering up, even though we need sunlight on our skin, you can get too much of that good thing. So how do sunscreens work? And uh, most people don't even know, they just put them on. And it's really important to know how they work and it's important to know uh, what the different kinds of sunscreen that there are so you get the, the best protection. Sunscreens uh, are a, a very good way to protect ourselves from ultraviolet radiation. There are two types of sunscreens. And the first one we call a physical sunscreen, and the second type is called a chemical sunscreen. Physical sunscreens are placed on top of the skin where chemical sunscreens are absorbed into the skin. For most of time, uh, when uh, the uh, sunscreens came out, they were almost exclusively chemical sunscreens where you rub them into the skin until they're, they're gone. The physical sunscreens are newer, and uh, are being used more and more because of their effective nature of pre preventing uh, uh, skin cancers and uh, uh, sunburn. So both physical and chemi chemical sunscreens work by absorbing ultraviolet radiation and turning it into heat. Most people don't think of it that way, but that is what happens. So the energy from the ultraviolet radiation hits these sunscreens, and that radiation is, is changed into heat so that the uh, heat then is you know, reflected away uh, from the skin. Both types of sunscreens have electrons that can be excited to higher energy levels by ultraviolet radiation. And if you remember the model of the electron uh, atoms that you've learned, uh, you think of uh, electrons orbiting the nucleus. When energy hits them, they jump up to a higher energy level. And when they fall back down to their original energy level, they release their energy mostly as heat. Physical sunscreens scatter and reflect a small amount of ultraviolet radiation, somewhere around 10%. So they have that advantage of giving, getting about 10 or maybe more uh, uh, of the ultraviolet radiation reflected back uh, into the uh, uh, atmosphere. So all of these physical sunscreens give a little extra protection. And we'll go and talk about what those are in just a minute. But remember that now we really want you to have, you can use chemical sunscreens, but you always want to have physical sunscreens as a part of the package because that reflecting of light, uh, ultraviolet radiation back away from the skin is, it turns out to be very important. So let's look at physical sunscreens. There are currently only two FDA approved physical ingredients for physical sunscreens. 
titanium dioxide and zinc oxide. Uh, those are the only two. So anytime you buy sunscreen, you want to make sure that it either has titanium dioxide or has zinc oxide in it. Don't buy uh, sunscreens that don't have physical sunscreens in them. Chemical sunscreens are more complicated because they have a lot of chemicals. And it's turning out that some of those chemicals are not perfect, and they're starting to pull them. The a big one is avobenzone. This is the most UVA chemical filter found in chemical sunscreens. It is unstable. And this is its only really downside is that it degrades very quickly from the energy of the sun. And therefore, frequent application is very essential, at least every two hours. So AVO or AVO or avobenzone is something that we want in our sunscreens, uh, chemical sunscreens, along with the physical sunscreens. And those uh, provide a lot of protection. So look for avobenzone and uh, zinc oxide or titanium dioxide uh, to get good protection. Octanoaxate is a compound that DNA da uh, photo damages. It absorbs UVB rays from the sun. It is a rapidly to the skin and is a known endocrine disruptor that can affect thyroid function. So uh, this is one that they're looking at. So far, they're, they're maintaining it uh, in the sunscreens. Uh, uh, octoacylate, which uh, helps absorb UVB rays, but not UVA rays, is also a penetration enhancer, meaning it increases the amount of other ingredients that pass into the skin. So they put that on there, uh, but it, uh, it, uh, if you have other chemicals, they're more likely to be absorbed if you have octoacylate uh, into, uh, in the sunscreen. Oxybenzone, despite its threat to the body, is still one of the most common chemicals found in sunscreens. Uh, although, uh, if you look, uh, there are now a lot of sunscreens are saying does not contain oxybenzone. This chemical absorbs UVB and UVA, but it increases the body's production of free radicals after sun exposure. It's been implicated as a hormone disruptor and may affect the production of estrogen in the body. Many, many sunscreens are now, now starting to drop this compound, and it's recommended now that, that you do. Uh, octocrylene uh, is a UV filter that can absorb both UVB and UVA rays, but like oxybenzone, it also increases the production of free radicals after being exposed to the sun. So chemicals, uh, uh, the chemical sunscreens are beginning to drop that one uh, also. That's it. So you want, uh, you want uh, the, the important compounds of chemical and you want some uh, uh, physical sunscreens that are combined to give these broad spectrum ones. But let's talk about how they are uh, rated and how strong they are. Most people know about the SPF factor, but the, the, that only looks at UVB. There is another uh, rating system called uh, the PA grading system, which we no normally don't see in a lot of them. The PA grading system was established in Japan and is meant to inform users of the level of protection from UVA rays. The PA rating system was adapted from what is called the persistent pigment darkening method. This test uh, uses UVA radiation to cause a persistent tanning of the skin. PPD is uh, tested on a variety of people, all exposed to UVA light, not UVB, but UVA. Researchers then compare the results between the unprotected and the protected skin. In theory, a sunscreen with a PPD rating of 10 should allow an individual to handle 10 times as much UVA exposure. So the PA grading system, remember as PA is created for UVA exposure. Uh, for uh, UVB, we use the sun protection factor, or the SPF. This measurement indicates how well and for how long your skin, 
your sunscreen will protect your skin from the sun's UVB light. If going uh, without sunscreen allows 100 photons of radiation to enter your skin, using SPF 15 sunscreen offers 93% protection from the sun rays so that only uh, seven of those photons would be able to penetrate uh, the skin. That protection is improved by using an FP, uh, SPF of 30, which protects against 97% of the sun rays, so only three photons would penetrate your skin. SPF is a measure of how much UV radiation is required to produce sunburn or on protected uh, skin. As the FPF value increases, sunburn protection increases, so it is a measure of erythema. <clears throat> if you burn in 10 minutes and use an SPF of 20, you will then burn in 200 minutes. So the PA me measures UVA and SPF measures UVB. Uh, but the, the key thing is, in, in seeing how strong uh, a sunscreen is, is that reapplication is the only way to, to keep your skin consistently protected. You need to do that at least every two hours. What tend to happen is that users confuse the higher rated SPF with how long the sunscreen lasts on the skin, uh, which is not good uh, because uh, it's, it, it's really how many photons penetrate the skin. Uh, a, a higher SPF or zinc oxide content needs to be reapplied at the same intervals as you would for a lower option sunscreen. So remember that. So what we want is to use broad spectrum sunscreens now. Broad spectrum SPF refers to sunscreens that protect the skin against UVA and UVB rays. Even with a high SPF, if a sunscreen isn't broad spectrum, you won't be prote protected against all UVA rays because SPF doesn't, uh, doesn't measure that. The current FDA SPF numbering system only identifies the amount of UVB protection a sunscreen protects a product provides, not the amount of UVA protection. For sunscreens to be labeled as broad spectrum, the FDA requires sunscreens uh, products to now go through a, a, a big battery of tests to prove they protect from all UVA and UVB rays. It's important to protect, your, uh, protect people from both types of UV rays because they damage the skin uh, differently. Think of it this way. UVB has a B in it for burning. These rays cause sunburn, aging, and potentially skin cancer. UVA has A for aging. These rays cause wrinkles and also can cause skin cancer, although less than UVB after repeated exposure. UVA rays make up more than 90% of all ultraviolet radiation and penetrate clouds and glass year round. So you want the broad spectrum uh, suns, uh, sunscreens. Uh, and that means that they have to have a combination of zinc oxide, octinoacetate, octisolate, and titanium dioxide. So look for that when you buy sunscreens, that they have all of those compounds in them. Different combination of these ingredients will protect against both UVA and UVB rays for full uh, protection. So we want our uh, skin to be protected if we're using sunscreen by using <clears throat> the broad spectrum uh, sunscreens, and that will help. And now comes the great question. <clears throat> Do sunscreens prevent skin cancer? The answer to that, short answer to that is no. Uh, they don't prevent skin cancer. When used as directed, sunscreens are proven to decrease, but not prevent, 
the risk of skin cancers and uh, skin precancers. Regular daily use of SPF 15 sunscreen can reduce the risk of developing squamous cell carcinoma by about 40%, and it lowers the melanoma risk by about 50%, but it doesn't prevent it, but it does uh, help decrease it. So yes, you do want to use sunscreens, but remember, there's a danger in assuming that putting on sunscreen is by itself enough to protect you against the cancers. Many studies have demonstrated that individuals who use sunscreen tend to stay in the sun for a longer period and thus actually increase the risk of skin, of, uh, skin cancer. So put sunscreen on, even if you're in the sun for five minutes, and realize that it helps to prevent and lower the risk of skin cancers and prevents uh, sunburn. So here's some uh, ideas. Use sunscreen, even if it's cloudy. Apply at least one ounce of sunscreen at least 15 to 30 minutes before going outside and use a lip balm that also contains sunscreen. Choose a broad spectrum sunscreen that protects against both UVA and UVB radiation. Reapply sunscreen every two hours. Keep babies uh, under six months old completely covered and in the shade. Sunscreens are not appropriate for children under six months. And remember, limit the amount of time you're in the sun between 10 and four. This is when the sun rays are the most intense and are at the highest angle and your body will receive most of the photons that, that come from ultraviolet radiation. If possible, wear a long sleeve shirt and long pants. Accessorize with a hat that shades your face, neck, and ears, and uh, glasses. This is uh, an important uh, reminder that we need the sun. We want the sun. It's great to be in the sun. But remember that we can be in the sun for too long. This ends the podcast on electromagnetic uh, radiation and sunscreens. And as always, we thank you for listening. Music